What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful here with a name you know. We got the head of MLW. We got Court Bauer ahead of their big MLW show, May 13th, 2300 Arena in Philadelphia. Somewhat of a home for them. Court, how you doing? Hey, it's good to be back, Dan. How's it going? It's going good. What's the thing you can't talk about? <laughs> I can't talk about well, it. Whenever listen. I talk about something, I get into trouble. Well, here's the thing. Like, I'm in a unique position here because, like, I hear things, and I'm like, should I ask him about it? We'll we'll get around. I'll get around to the rumblings I've heard later on. Don't and get I'll, me into trouble, Sean. I'll see if I can conjure something out of you. But MLW, uh, man, things things seem to be going pretty swell for you. Yeah, you know, we we're on a good run here from Dallas to now going to Philly and then New York and then back to Chicago for the first time in like three years because of a pandemic. It's going to be great to get back out to the Midwest. So it's it's good to get back to kind of like the new normal. It's not the old normal, but it's good to have crowds back. It's good to go to Philly. It's like our home way from home. Our first show in 2002 was in Philly. So it's kind of nice that 20 years later, almost to the date, we're back doing uh, doing Philly again. It's pretty We're pretty pumped for it. And, uh, I mean, I broke the news last week. Alicia Atut re-signed. I also gotten some information. Holiday, he signed a multi-year deal in 2020, but he's still got plenty of time left on that deal. You've announced recently uh, that Alex Hammerstone is staying. You've got, uh, I believe, uh, Fatu under a long-term deal. This has got to feel pretty good. Like, four or five. Mads Kruger is signed long-term. You've got yeah. four or five of your top names locked down like a lot of that upper card in an environment where it is a very competitive talent environment uh, how does that feel and i mean what, what kind of process do you use when you approach these these talent about resigning yeah it, it's a great feeling because you have stability you can map out i like to map out 18 ideally 24 months but injuries situations pandemics change everything but you want to kind of have a rough outline where you're going so knowing the major pieces on the chessboard is important and also figuring in there's going to be some possible new additions along the way and stuff that, that helps. So having these guys locked in, having them being invested in MLW means the world to me because it's not like, yes, it's great to have them on the roster, but the, their commitment to MLW and the acknowledgement that they're, they're so into this, they're, they're the system, the right system for them, you know, it means the world. It's a very validating feeling for me on a personal note. Uh, for us, it's, you know, when we go and recruit them, it's, you know, it's a conversation of like, you know, how you feeling about your, your, your time here? Is, are you having a good time? What, how are you feeling about things? Well, we have a scenario we'd like to run by you and we, we give them the vision for it and, and then kind of take it from there. But it's been you know, to have that kind of like, I don't know, 90% uh, success rate in getting renewals for the guys we want. It, it's, it's, you know, it's pretty, and now more than ever, they have all these great options and all these other option opportunities. That's that's a big thing for us. So yeah, uh, it's it, it's a it's a huge get for us. It's it's huge for for my my team that works a lot, really hard and and developing these relationships with the talent. So do I. And for the talent, you know, they, we want them comfortable here. And I think for some of them, like Fatu, Hammer, Mad, it's like they've been there. You know, these aren't guys that just started in wrestling a few years ago. They've been around, but this is the system where it just meshed and connected. And from a creative point of view, from a financial point of view, they're finding that level of success that they have been hoping and looking for in the system. Um, and, and, you know, what I always say, look, we're going to grow together. So like our year one, generation one contracts, generation two contracts, generation three, you're seeing, you know, uh, an, you know, a uh, escalation in what we're able to offer financially because we're growing, they're growing, they're benefiting from it. So I'm, 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 I'm standing up and I'm, I'm giving, well, not whatever I said is going to happen, it's going to happen. Uh, and so I'm good for my word. 
Um, and, and it's funny, one thing I'll mention about the contract, because everyone's like, oh, those MLW contracts. So when we started in, you know, as a baby company in, in, a, in a nightclub in Orlando in 2017, we had a lawyer draft in these contracts. They were very simple, simpler times. Mm -hmm. And as times changed, uh, we looked at those contracts and they were very, they weren't exactly Swiss cheese. I wouldn't say they're edible, but they were very close to Swiss cheese. So then we said, okay, we got to get a better legal team on this and get these contracts up to snuff. And that's what we did. So uh, when these guys are locked in, they're locked in now. Uh, and, and, you know, the contracts are better for us and they're better for the talent now. financially, uh, you know, and we're also the company where you can be on national TV, on BN sports in 20 countries, and also have the freedom and liberty to go out there and do your indie bookings. We don't take a piece of that action. You go out and do you. We don't want to get involved with that mess. If you miss a flight or if you want to negotiate a higher price, that's all you. Yeah. Please use that as a platform to get more bookings. And it's worked out great. It's worked out great for them. And so we really don't want to have those walls up around us. We want to give that talent that opportunity. So you mentioned that about how, how the contracts have changed. And a few years ago when AEW started, we, we sort of saw some of the, some of the holes yeah. in the Swiss cheese, some of the people that would pop up over there and you could have fit an iceberg in some of those. So, I mean, yeah, that is something that has absolutely changed. That's something that we heard about, I think last year, maybe the year before too, that these are more of exclusive deals as, I mean, you definitely want to protect your, your assets and your resources and you nailed down four of those big pillars. One of them I want to talk about is Alicia because she told me that she had pitched to you. Like I, I would like to do some on screen stuff. And you said, We'll circle back to that. And she said that was about six months before even the seeds were planted. So we're talking like maybe a year before, maybe 10, 10 months to a year before she even appeared. She was like, I might want to do this. So that's in line with your like long-term vision yeah. of the company. She's very clearly like one of those exceptions that can switch from interviewer to straight up entertainer. How, how have you felt about her performance so far? Because she's shown really a, a really great new, new edge. Yeah, she's she's really interesting in that when you walk through kind of what you're going to do, she's she her process is she kind of just listens and is is absorbing it. Some guys are more active. Well, okay, and they run around, they actually go through it, and and they you know kind of walk you through in, in, in slow motion. She takes it in, she's thinking, and then she gets quiet, and you're like you know it, it, she's just she's not she's not really going through the whole thing. She's just kind of thinking, internalizing it, and then when she goes through the curtains later that night. Oh, she whips him into a frenzy and you're like, wow, she just, she could turn it on, but it, it, the wheels are turning her head. And she's just, you can see she's visualizing what it's going to be, but she's holding back the energy. She's holding it back. And then she just unleashes it when she goes in front of the crowd, which is a cool, interesting process. Most people, they just like going through it and kind of staging it. She just internalizes it, which is, you know, it, it's, it's great to have someone that that has a different process and is really awesome. She's fearless. Um, and we didn't know, how over the top Holiday and her were going to get in Dallas in January when they betrayed Hammerstone and that kiss popped the truck, popped the gorilla area, it popped everyone in the back. They're like, whoa! And the crowd too, everyone was like, whoa, what just happened there? Uh, and it was great. It was great TV and I want to do more of that kind of stuff, you know, but it has to have, you have to plant the seeds along the way on that trail. And we planted those seeds during the pandemic we were doing these pulp fusion like digital shorts which is promos yeah. just to bridge the gap and it was there was a it, there was an undeniable chemistry between holiday and, and alicia literally we know what was going on behind the scenes as this was evolving and so you know the best version of wrestling is when you can blend reality with the fiction and that's what we have here 
I, I even joked that after we saw MJF make out with his IRL <laughs> girlfriend on TV, like, were there dynasty kissing lessons going on or something? Like, like you know, like, I would hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would hate to see what those FaceTime sessions are like. But it's so funny because we had taped our TV like oh, two weeks prior to that. But the, when it aired, it almost was like within 24 hours of each other. Yes. Like it was just like it's just serendipitous or just the dynasties just in tune throughout the universe. Most most friends go to like pottery classes together or something, but they were they were <laughs> they were taking I, think, I don't I, I, I do remember Hammerstone giving giving a tanning lesson to Holiday and MJF at one point. So they've done the tanning lessons together. I don't know about Pod. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, did you consider releasing Richard Holiday when he didn't know who D12 was? I was very concerned about that. Um, when we, you know, Holiday, when you find out he's a Michael Bublé fan, once you okay. know that information. Hey, that, make, that makes sense. Sorry, Holiday, if you're watching this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you're like, okay, I get that. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I if he rattled off some Michael Buble lyrics, I probably wouldn't know them either, unless they were on a commercial somewhere or something. Yeah, like he that. wanted a new he wanted a new theme song. He's like, yeah, you know that Michael Buble song? I think be, if we did like a version of that, I'm like, no, I don't know that song. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, as we filmed this, we saw uh, Morrissey pop up on AEW. He's been an Impact, and I, this led a lot of people to ask me, well, what have you heard about Enzo? I've heard Enzo has been pretty easy for promoters to deal with along the way. You're one of them that has. Is that bullshit? Is he easy to deal with? How how were things with Enzo when he came in? I've known Enzo since uh, since his pre NXT day. So it's like, uh, and I connect with some of the people like at Maybach Music, like Spiff TV. So it's like we've known each other for a while. It's like, I, like you know, some guys I just go back a little further with. So you have a, a rapport. He's been, you know, he's great. He's over with our production team uh he's over in the locker room i mean he meshes well in our system he really does uh it's a pleasure to have enzo in the company it seems like he's worked really well i like i've heard no complaints about him from anybody that do signings indie shows anything like that and i i think a lot of people like they, they kind of want it to be sensationalized or something and i'm like man the guy shows up and does his job that's that's all i yeah. hear yeah, and I think in wrestling, it's like if you if you commit a sin of you know having a issue in a locker room, uh, it kind of gets you and dogs you elsewhere. I've seen that in so many places with so many guys, and it's like you know, God, people can you know evolve or learn. And I don't know the circumstances of his you know locker room conflicts in WWE. I wasn't there, so. Yeah, I've only, you know, what I've read and stuff, that's all I know about what, you know, if there was any drama backstage. Another person that's that's made the transition, I think, really well is EJ Nduka. Like, he was a guy that I can tell you that people in WWE were very shocked, became available on the free agent market. Um, I believe that you... Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, 
and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. We're probably in that same boat. You were shocked that he was going to be available, and you all yeah. snatched him up pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, when he became a free agent, I was shocked. I mean, he, he just checks off all the boxes. He's athletic. He has charisma. He has the look that Vince, if he could have a cloning factory, would say, yes, yes. put that on assembly line number one. So, yeah, you know, and I don't know. I was told it was a numbers game, but I'm you know, not privy to what happened there. I don't know. I don't I don't know if EJ knows. Um, but he's he's a, he's a he's an absolute breakout prospect, and in our system, he's been amazing. It's like I was gifted with this incredible, this incredible talent, great presence backstage, awesome with the media, uh, and and Bell to Bell is continuing to evolve and step up and make big strides. And I think the team with Tankman really, really fast tracked that for him. The opposite of an incredible talent is Shaza McKenzie, who uh, I will fight in a diner one day. She was able oh. to come in and do some MLW shows as she's over in the States. Uh, the pandemic really hurt in a, in a serious sense now, did hurt people like her who were on their Huge. way over. And now she's getting this opportunity and she's worked such a great variety of places. Like, are, I mean, it's clearly you're starting to see a little bit of normalcy in, in that as far as talent goes. Uh, yeah, fingers crossed. But what sort of challenges has that presented for you? For somebody who does plan your stuff out so far ahead, the pandemic really threw a wrench in all that. Right off screen, I have a page, and it's called the contingency page. And it's for variables of, okay, if five or six of our matches need to be changed next week in Philly, this is what we're going to do. And it's at least something to work off of so you can improvise. And like, you just don't know if someone's going to test positive for COVID. We had it with Von Eriks and it was in Dallas when they were chasing the tag. Oh. Couldn't have been worse conditions. They said, look, we'll get, you know, what do we do? Should we get on a place? Like, you know, look, we have a COVID compliance officer checking with them. And, and that's decisions out of my hands. If it's, if you guys got COVID, you're not just, you're, you're, you're stay, take care of yourself and stay at home, isolate. And so, you know, you've got to prepare for those inevitable scenarios and then you also have like when you have a contingency sheet if you have injuries come up or there's talent like we had in dallas that does something that's egregious and you have to change a card for a matinee show the next day you have something to work off of it may not be ideal but it's something to work off of which you you know you didn't have two years before a pandemic so you're more prepared for things that you can't foresee so i mean i think that's good sure you want absolute stability like we had in 2019 but you have to roll the punches. I think every promoter's learned some way or somehow to have to adapt on a very quick turnaround to different circumstances. Another thing that I liked seeing, a, a guy like Swerve, who was headed to AEW, he made sure one of his stops along the way was MLW, which put him on the radar of so many people. Like, And I've always said that when you pop up on MLW TV, you pop up on the radar. General wrestling fan, other wrestling companies, just in general, people take note. He came back. How, how did that necessarily get – I mean, did you know he was heading to AEW at that point? The rumors were certainly out there. And by the time it aired, obviously, and he got to appear, he had already landed there. But were you aware that he was heading that direction? So with some, we, we carve out a 
part, part of our a portion of our roster so that we can do something interesting, like bring a Shane Strickland in and, and have that flex room on top to do interesting matches. And maybe it's a, you know, a TV program where it's four weeks and you're out. Sometimes it's eight weeks and you're out, 12 weeks and you're out. And there's so short-term like handshake deals is beneficial for both parties. Cause it's like, kind of like the ECW thing. Yeah. You're like you're the, you're kind of like the stop on an Island in between two ports and hopefully, and I think it's been the case with most of the guys that have done that, we're going to enrich your, 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 your momentum, your presence. We're not going to diminish you. We're going to hopefully heat you up so you, have, you can leverage a better deal elsewhere. You have more momentum. And if it works out, you want to stay here, great. Uh, but, you know, let's make something happen here and have fun. And so Shane, having been the first champion of the new era, uh, it, was, it was great. It was a delight to have back. And, uh, you know, we're delighted for him and his family that he's been able to turn a, you know, unforeseen, unexpected release into a positive thing where I think he has a sense of more creative freedom. He seems to be thrilled with everything. Uh, and that's good. That's what you want. You know, in this, this is a very passion driven business and yeah, I mean, yeah, you're here for the money too, but you know, if you're not feeling that creative experience and, and, and you don't have that freedom to some extent, it can become a drag fast. We mentioned uh, people that had kind of made made stops there, appearances. Killer Cross, who also had formerly worked in MLW, popping mm-hmm. back up. I mean that he is such he's such a natural. I mean he's so good at this. I mean a lot of people don't realize he was on track to be a pro fighter at one point. He was like, no, I want to be a pro wrestler. Uh, now we see him back on the independent circuit. We see him popping up back in MLW. Uh, what is that like to like sort of reestablish that connection when people have been gone for quite a while? Well, you know, they're at a different point in their journey. You know, they, they've seen some ups, they've seen some downs, you know, they've little, they've had, they got through a few more battles since you last linked up with them. So it's, there's also like a kindred spirit if they've been in the same system that you had been in. So you can kind of get a read for like, well, how was it for you? And, and, and so there's a, it's just, you know, you're, you're catching up on some new chapters that since you left off with them, sometimes you keep in touch, but it's, you're in a different system. It gets weird. You're also, everyone's moving different places. So it's almost like, I remember when I was at WWE, how like I fell off, like just talking with a lot of people for a few reasons. One, they're constantly looking for jobs. So it's like, you're an awkward place because you can't really help them too much, but also it's almost like you're in a prison, not in a negative sense, but in the sense of like, you're so in this bubble, this isolated, like almost like this, it's, it's a whole new universe within a universe. And it's just moves so fast that to keep up with people so hard, so hard to yeah. do because you're on the go and you're traveling. Back when I was at WWE, we were writing three shows, producing three shows a week. Uh, and that was a, that was a hard pace back then. Now it's they're producing even more content. So you had mentioned there's things that you can't talk about. I'm going to see what I can conjure out of you uh, based on some things that maybe I've heard. Okay. I've heard that maybe you all are in talks with a streaming service or a cable network or some sort of TV platform. Is there anything you can add to that? Uh, I can't really because I'm getting into trouble. I'll say that, you know, obviously we had a pretty big setback last year. We were teed up to, to announce something. And so, you know, a few days after that, you're just kind of shell-shocked and not sure, like, what do you do? You kind of like, you're just there. You know, everything's locked and ready. Uh, so then you kind of have to reassess. You're like, oh my God, I have to go through this whole process again. It's like Groundhog's Day. Yeah. So then you go back into the process of it. And 
these conversations and things take time. It's not like you just call up someone and they're like, yeah, I want that. And I want that. It's like, <laughs> not like going through a drive. God, I wish it was. So, you know, it's like to have to go back down that path. It's, it's, you know, it's a draining process because it's just a lot of, there's an ebb and flow to it. And so then you get, you know, weird things hit like the holidays where LA just shuts down basically from Thanksgiving through the new year, well, maybe mid January, if you're lucky. And it, it's a slow process. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty far along with some conversations now. Okay. And I, I want to be cautiously optimistic. There's, there's, there's no pen to paper. I don't think I, I'm not, I want to give anyone false hope, but my job is to find us a new deal. And that's, that's, we're, we're in pretty deep orders now. Yeah. I, before you had mentioned that, I wanted to clarify, like, was it, to, you would have gotten in trouble because there were talks or because obviously a pending lawsuit going on. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot going into that, but uh, I understand yeah. you can't talk about that. But another thing I wanted to ask you about, I had had word last year that a women's featherweight title was coming. Mm-hmm. What's the progress on that? And like, like, is it still in the plans? Yep. The, the first champion will be crowned in Philadelphia, Taya Valkyrie versus Holly Dead. Uh, it's a, you know, I think a lot of people think it's just that we're having a cutesy name for the featherweights and some that's an actual weight class in boxing and MMA. There's bantamweight, strawweight, featherweight. There's yeah. all, you know, I love welterweight. It. And so, you know, there's, we did that because we want to have multiple weight class divisions, just like we have for the men. Uh, it's not trying to say, oh, we're trying to uh, define women by weight. It's just like in fighting, we try to lean into combat sport. And we have middleweight division, MLW, we have an openweight division. We have a heavyweight division. Maybe one day we'll have a super heavyweight division. I don't know. We got big juicy now. So <laughs> for the women, the, we wanted to we wanted to have its own weight class, and the, the featherweight weight class is that it goes up. People never ask, well, what what does the weight go up to? Two hundred five pounds, and so we could then theoretically, because middleweight the division is right there too, we can go up to uh, two hundred five with that. So it, it's it's an opportunity to give it its own title instead of saying women's middleweight title. We wanted to have its own its own shine. So what I'm going to do right now is actually I have the championship right here. And I'll Ooh. use the first look at it, fresh Ooh. from Wildcat. And there she is. Okay. There she is. And uh, nice. you can see here, it's got the goddess of war on the sides. And of course, it's feathers and some diamonds. You could have put me um, on one of those side plates. Yeah, well, we, we got to get the, we got to get our, I guess, our digital media championship for that. Yeah. <laughs> That looks incredible. So, I mean, that's, yeah. that is obviously a huge step for, for MLW. And uh, now a lot of times, just as a result of you all having a firm championship in place, like MLW is going to become like a discussion point when people say, where's this free agent going to go? Where's that free agent going to go? What about this avenue for this person? And there is a robust like talent yeah. pool probably the, the most we've seen since I would say probably 2018 before AEW snatched up a bunch of people of women's free agents. How has that been like sort of navigating that and talking to people about coming in and doing spots or even signing deals? Yeah. Dave Prezak has been awesome and overseeing the division. He's, you know, a visionary in women's wrestling. He's opened the door yes, for so many incredibly talented women for, for, for ever. And so for him to be a part of the company, and, and help us with that. I couldn't ask for a better guy, to, a better person to shepherd that in. 
Um, you know, I, I think he's, you know, Kathy Carino and, and, and Dave Prezak are like, like would be my draft picks. Right. And Kathy at the time was also, you know, tied up, I think with some WWE stuff. So, you know, uh, we're, we're very, we're very happy to have Dave here and I have full confidence in, and trust in Dave. You know, he's the one that really works and, and is spearheading this and, uh, he's done a great job. He's done, you know, he, he, he's emailing in the middle of the night, emails in the morning. He's, he's, he's really just so invested in this work. We're excited and pumped to see this division kick off. There isn't really a, a women's wrestler he doesn't have a connect to. Like, no. I, and I've never spoken to Dave one-on-one, -on -one, but I mean, everybody just talks over the moon about him and credits him for, for the progression in their careers and things like that. You'd mentioned Kathy Carino, who a lot of people know as Alice in Danger. Is she involved? Is she going to be involved? Have you had any talks with her? No, we haven't uh, yet. You know, that's something that was brought up, honestly, you know, internally, but we haven't reached out to her. She's awesome. Um, we have big fans of her in the company. So her name has come up repeatedly. I've had to tell them. Oh, actually, at the time she was at WWE, I was like, guys, we can't. I'd love to reach out. She's with WWE. But, yeah, no, we, we, we're certainly interested in having a conversation. And with Prezak involved, I mean, you – have somebody that's very familiar running an all women's promotion set up all that. Is that anything that's in the consideration down the line? I mean, that is, that is always like a natural question from, from the first time you establish a women's title. When's the all women's show like that, that always well, happens. Yeah. I mean, that's end game for us. It's yeah. like we, you know, when we have our meteorites discussions, it's like the primary series, it's, it's talking about live specials. And then the offshoot opportunities. And, you know, we want to be able to do a women's show. And we think it's very possible. You know, I think it's, it's, it would, they deserve their own time, not to share the time. I, I would love to have, and I think it would be an awesome show. I think it would have a distinctly different feel to it. And I think, you know, it's just a matter of we need a partner to support sure. it. And if we have a partner that wants it, man, we will, we will, how many hours do you want? Yeah, no kidding. I mean, MLW always, that not only do they have the the modern content, there's such a great library as well. How is that sort of leveraged when you're talking with places like that? Is that something that's brought up? Like, hey, you know, we got CM Punk and Dusty Rhodes and a lot of people in this video library as well. Yeah, it, it, and it, it's it's certainly beneficial because a lot of places you talk to, if, especially if it's a streaming thing, more than a linear play, a cable network play. They want hours and hours. They want a catalog because they want to keep people watching. They want them to just be able to go in and just, just do a deep dive into that library. So to say your library goes back to 2002 and has, you know, Dusty Rhodes, Terry Funk, Joey Styles, CM Punk. And, you know, then you have guys like Brian Danielson popping up. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a good library. It's a good thing to have. Uh, the more footage you have, the better for a lot of these conversations. It's, it's uh, now more than ever, they just want to be fed content. So it's, it's certainly strategically uh, appealing to them to be found. Court Bauer, I want to thank you so much. Of course, uh, MLW in Philadelphia, May 13th. Uh, again, you, you say it's sort of your home, your home away from home now. Uh, where, where else are you looking to establish as sort of, I don't want to say a home, but somewhere that you want to really get into and make almost maybe even a regular type of destination for MLW? Yeah, so uh, I'm looking on my whiteboard, so I'm just going to cheat on this question here and tell you what's on the horizon for us, where we want to hit. Uh, we want to hit LA. Uh, okay. We have a few things in the mix for Los Angeles uh, prior to next year, where everyone's going to converge in Los Angeles and take over 
uh, Los Angeles in the spring. Uh, there's some markets in uh, Texas. We want to hit uh, San Antonio. We want to hit Houston. We want to hit uh, Austin, Texas. Uh, we want to hit markets like Pittsburgh. You know, uh, could we hit theoretically a Cincinnati, Sean? It's possible. What I mean, I, I would sarcastically say Lexington, Kentucky, but I don't want anybody to deal with an athletic commission out here. It's a nightmare. So Cincinnati. See, works. Yeah, I mean, like I've, I've I've never dealt with that commission. I mean, you know, not as a promoter, at least. Uh, but I find the commission to be so helpful because they're very, especially now during the you know a pandemic and stuff. They're very instructive in helping things. Um, a lot of promoters like, oh no, they handcuff you. They're taking fees. But if they're performing a service and, and they're, they're like all of our wrestlers, the blood pressure gets checked. If you have someone get injured, you, know, you, have, a, you have the wherewithal to address it. Uh, when you don't have that, it's a problem. Do they allow you to like put wrestlers through panes of glass and then things exploding? No, but you know, that, that's also not something I have a preference to do. I, I agree. Here's where I bury them. In Kentucky, where I, I trained and did all that. Yeah. I had to go to Frankfurt to get a wrestling license before I ever took a bump. But when you are licensed to train, you then have the same rights as a Randy Orton within the state. I think that is Hmm. very counterproductive. That is very clearly a money grab when on the form it says, who were you trained by? Well, nobody yet. That's, but I still have to get my license to train to be a pro wrestler. But then I have the same rights as a 20 year vet that screams money grab to me. And when it goes from government to doctors to lab court, because you've got to get your physical, sometimes you've got to get blood work done. It is very clearly a circle of money making that I think far reaches beyond helping. Like I, th- I found Ohio is very helpful. I found Ohio has, has a pretty good commission that, you know, they, they make sure you're sanctioned. They make sure you're legit. Uh, there are a few like that. But when you're licensing people before they bump as pro wrestlers and on the very form it says, who were you trained by? Well, it really defeats the purpose. There's no learner's permit aspect of that. And that's when, when I manage MMA fighters and they would say, oh, well, it's the same thing as MMA. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. You don't need to be getting antigen tests for, for pro wrestling all the time. Like they're there were some issues that I have with that commission. And that's why nobody ran TV here for seven years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, procedurally, a lot of that stuff is weird. And there's a lot, a lot, like if you look, I don't think it's this way now, but in the New York, the athletic commission used to have a rule book. When I first mm-hmm. started promoting like 20 years ago, 2002, I remember looking at it, actual little, nice, small, little concise rule book. And they had all these weird archaic rules in there. And I'm freaking out. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to get my license suspended. Just looking at this thing. How's this? How do you do this? And so you have this weird thing where you've got, they, they, sometimes there's like things that are carryover, holdovers, and other times there's just stuff that just, there's a disconnect. And Can't yeah, promote a show with an just, ice cream cone in your back pocket and rules like that, like that are on the, the Stupid Laws website. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, I wish I could find that thing. It was like, I was like so like freaked out by some yeah. of the stuff in there. It's like even like the regulation of a ring and what it had to be. I'm like, how do I even know what that's supposed to be? do i don't even understand what you know it, it would get really weird but that's you know commissions are sometimes weird with that but it sounds like you guys got something well, a little and, funky out like. and things like that i think could be good like i've worked on rings that were warped plywood and they would pop up and i yeah. saw people's boots get stuck in between and twist if there was an actual inspection for that ring to make sure it wasn't 
garbage, that wouldn't have happened. Like there are things for safety that I think can be done, but it's very transparent when there's like a money grab or something like that. I'm all for if, if your genuine concern is safety and making sure that things are okay. I'm not okay when people from the commission tell me, oh, well, we want to make sure that somebody in Paducah doesn't say that Hulk Hogan's coming to town and doesn't deliver. Like, I mean, at some point, you got to rely on the fans to not be absolute idiots as well and think that Hulk Hogan's going to come drop the leg on Kamala in Paducah, Kentucky. Well, I also think, you know, you think about what that's got, I think it's like a holdover thing. It's like in the eight, 70s and 80s, you know, there was no social media. Sure. There was no, you weren't, you know, everyone's indoctrinated to wrestling in some capacity. They understand it. They, 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 they know what's the BS and what's the real deal with that stuff. So the audience is more sophisticated. Some of those things don't work. Um, but you know, it's, I'm, I'm glad that they do have some of the stuff that they have, but every commission is different. And a lot of states don't even have commissions. You know, it's like, uh, it's crazy. Court Bauer, let the people know where they can follow you, where they can follow MLW, where they can support MLW. Give MLW a follow at MLW on Twitter, on Facebook. If you use Facebook still, facebook.com slash major league wrestling. We're on Instagram at major league wrestling. Our YouTube is major league wrestling and our weekly show is streamed for free worldwide on YouTube. We're also on cable nationwide and on the dish on BN Sports in English and in Spanish. We were number one, number one last week on BN. We beat soccer, so we're happy with that. That's incredible. And uh, we often are on Saturday nights. We often are number one. We were number one when they, we first started on MLW on BN. They put us with the Vander Holyfield boxing and an MMA show that was vaguely out of like Vancouver or something. Yeah. They thought we would get the lift from them. We actually killed yeah. them and then they move us to our own night so we've loved that relationship for the last four years we're happy to have it so tune in you can watch us on saturday nights on bn at 10 o'clock or stream us thursdays on youtube.com slash major league wrestling and see us in philly got a stacked lineup there will be a new champion crown with the world featherweight championship holiday versus hammerstone then we have a weapons of mass destruction fat two versus madge Kruger. there'll be crates ringside and in the ring with stuff in them this thing will be weaponized. Hmm. There'll be a biohazard box. I'm not going to even tell you what's in what? that thing. Yes, but there is, I, I believe a hazmat suit has been secured so that the referee has to open that area. Let's just say you, you want to look out for that. I'm not, there might be some some interesting, dangerous weapons in play. But what just, would the uh, Kentucky Athletic Commission say about this? <laughs> yeah, let's just say, you know, it's, uh, we, we, we worked with the government to make sure this is military-grade uh, stuff. Court Bauer, thank you so much. Guys, until next time, we're out. Hey guys, this interview brought to you for the price of On the House by NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Check out NordVPN.com slash Fightful to check all your region blocked shows, get pay-per-views, maybe a little bit more affordably than usual, avoid price discrimination, Browse securely, all that good stuff. You can also use the code FIGHTFUL. You'll save 70% off, plus get one additional month for free. And it's all backed with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, just let them know you get your money back. There's no risk, and this investment is going to save you money as well, if you so choose. I often find that when I'm traveling, there's certain shows that I can't watch because it says I'm not in my home area. NordVPN.com slash Fightful takes care of that. Reminder, use that code Fightful if you want. Hit them up at NordVPN on Twitter and enjoy the interview.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.